welcome to the Atlanta Tennis Podcast. Every episode is titled, It Starts With Tennis and Goes From There. We talk with coaches, club managers, industry business professionals, technology experts, and anyone else we find interesting. We want to have a conversation as long as it starts with tennis. Hey, hey, this is Sean with the Atlanta Tennis Podcast, powered by Go Tennis. Check out our calendar of Metro Atlanta tennis events at letsgotennis.com, where you can also find deals on equipment, apparel, and more. In this episode, we talk to Patricia Jensen about her son Murphy's story, Georgia Tech's unique ball runners, and Team Luke Hope for Mines. Have a listen and let us know what you think. I'm going to ask you one question, then I'm going to hand the rest of it to Bobby, because you guys know each other well, and I want to let you guys talk. I know you want to talk about Murphy's testimony, but I want to I want to start it with saying you are Patricia Jensen, and I have not been able to find a job description or a job title <laughs> for you. So what I am calling you is a global tennis influencer. So I want to know Woo! if that works for you. Tell me about who you are. The tennis world used to refer to me as a marketing architect. Oh, I like it. With building brands for players and events kind of thing. That's a fancy title. I know. I've never heard of anybody else having it, so I'll keep it. But yeah, give us give us a quick quick bit about uh, who you are. And I know Bobby's got a bunch of questions for you. So tell me who Patricia Jensen is really quickly. Well, it depends upon when in, in the tennis world that you knew me. There was a point where I was Pat Jensen when I was representing my sons uh, and my daughters. And in because our family still to this day is the only family with four siblings on their respective tours at the same time. And uh, so and each of my daughters played each of the Grand Slams with each of their brothers, which is, I'm sure that too is either a notable record or something interesting. Um, I raised my family in a small town, 10,000 residents, Ludington, Michigan. And every weekend we were either in Chicago or Detroit because there was no uh, certainly, uh, we were lucky to have two tennis courts in the whole town, let alone an indoor facility. And the uh, the prenup was all 11 boys were going to play football at Notre Dame. But then when, and the, and the boys were very successful and heavily involved in the punt pass, Ford Motor Company punt pass and kick program. So the, the plan was working. And until I met a doctor who summered in Ludington, whose son was not only an All-American quarterback at Notre Dame, but he was also an All-American tennis player. So the doctor said, keep, the, keep their growth plates healthy and safe. Don't let them get involved with any contact in football. Wait until they're juniors or seniors in high school to put them on the field. Well, by that time, of course, Luke and Murphy were already nationally ranked in tennis and there was no more football for the Jensen's. So uh, and whatever the boys did, certainly the girls had to do because they were in the car every weekend. Yesterday, Murphy, I guess it was yesterday he testified before Congress. 
Oh, no. It, I mean, talking about amazing. Uh, there is a uh, the senator, a female senator from from Florida has uh, has offered to both sides of the aisle uh, a bill that AI, AEDs are to be required on all sports field. Now, the thing that that I said to Murphy, how about if sports fields are fine, let's get them. Let's get the defibrillators out there. But how about tennis clubs? And of course, it's Murphy's tennis tennis objective or defibrillator objective for tennis is to have a defibrillator on every court. And uh, so there were several, several congressional senators who spoke yesterday. Damar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills was there. Uh, Senator Schumer was was in a Buffalo Bills shirt, which was what made it kind of cool. And then uh, Demar spoke, Murphy spoke, and then a gentleman who lost his son on the soccer field because they had defibrillators, but nobody knew how to work them. And so, you know, it was it was a lot relatively. It was like about a three hour day. Of course, Murphy's very passionate or grateful about the fact that a defibrillator saved his life. And so he was only supposed to speak for three minutes, but he spoke for 10. And um, so it's his mission and, of course, my adopted mission as well to make certain that everybody in the tennis world uh, is well aware of knowing uh, that or in knowing how to engage or administer the defibrillator and then, of course, have it charged. It's my understanding that like maybe about a month ago or a month and a half ago here in Atlanta, a gentleman fell on the court with a cardiac arrest situation. They ran out with the defibrillator to put it on him and it hadn't been charged. So as a result, the man died. So had it been charged, hopefully he would still be alive today. And so I think that this is a long overdue bill that is is going to be um, be passed both in the Senate and the House. And uh, Murphy was more than privileged to be selected to speak. A quick backstory, Sean. I've spoken to Murphy on a couple of occasions. The first time we spoke, we had never spoken before. We're on the telephone. And two and a half hours later, I had to explain to Murphy that I had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> we had never spoken on the phone before in our lives. He, you know, I was the wise guy announcer for the Atlanta Thunder on the court. So he might have recognized my voice, but he didn't know who I was. Two and a half later, hours later, we finally hung up the phone and said, hey, we'll, we'll do this again. So I can see how Murphy can talk. He, he got it from somebody. But what was, I mean, again, not without going into much detail, the incident, he was playing in an exhibition with Luke in Colorado and yes. had went into cardiac arrest. Yeah, he. it, it was so amazing because he, he ex went to execute the serve. He put his arm up for the ball toss and then fell backwards, hit his skull, of course, on the hard court, cracked his skull in five different places 
They uh, and the good news is that there was a defibrillator in the club. There were three uh, emergency doctors in the audience at the time. They ran out and then they put Murphy, of course, in they put him. Is it called inducing him into a coma? He was he was in a coma for like six weeks while they which I think is so interesting. They froze each of his organs and one at a time they would defreeze or whatever or unfreeze and so that they could get the blood circulating to that particular organ. And he's now, in fact, now he's working out all the time. Luke always says to him, why didn't you work out like this when we were playing? But (laughs) it's a little too late now. but uh, it's all good. I mean, it's just just phenomenal. So not only with his We Connect company, but also now he's there's a, there was Luca Murphy on several occasions annually would go to this Guter Foundation to make a, a, an appearance at this Guter Foundation, which is a, a heart related foundation. And now it's the Guter Jensen Foundation. But let's talk about Georgia Tech. Let's I'm getting there. Eubanks. I'm getting there. Go, go. So what do you do for Georgia Tech now? Okay. For Kenny Thorne, or Coach Thorne, uh, who is the men's tennis coach. I mean, I've known Kenny since, I hate to say this, since he was probably 10 or 12. But when he uh, took over as the role, in the role of the men's tennis coach at Georgia Tech, after a couple of years, he called, knowing I lived in Atlanta, he called me and asked what I would, would I be interested or think it was worthwhile to create or to schedule ball kids for the men's tennis program. But he, because of the school colors, he wanted to recall them his golden retrievers, not his, you know, his ball kids. And Georgia Tech is the only, even to this day, the only college program, college tennis program that has ball kids on the court. So, um, and it's interesting, even at the NCAA championships, wherever they're scheduled, there are no ball kids. And what our, I mean, so I think I've been directing that element or component of his program for at least 12 or 15 years. And the, the, the transition into the professionalism on their part into the Atlanta Open or the BB&T or whatever the title is at the time uh, has always been amazing. And the officials, uh, whenever they see me, always say, you know, why can't you send your ball kids to D.C. or what? One time I got a, when uh, Davis Cup was in Portland, I got a phone call from an official saying, how many ball kids can fly up? These, these kids for Davis Cup just don't know what to do. Send me your ball kids. I said, they've got school. So anyway, um, so that, that's been amazing. And uh, they, and then of course, I also, when Atlanta, or the Southern Tennis Association purchased the um, 
the last week of July from Indianapolis, I got a phone call from Bill Oaks and he said, what department do you want? At, because I want you involved with our, at what, whatever it was called at the time. And uh, I, there, was the, there was no hesitation. It was definitely, I wanted to be involved with the kids because the, the tennis world has been so good to my entire family and taught them so many, so many things. Uh, and they've derived so many benefits from being tennis players um, that I just wanted to open those doors for the you know for the young junior tennis players of Atlanta and so many of them in the day are in phenomenal positions in the tennis world today and what are we going to be doing in late July who's coming what are we doing it it I always forget what it's called now it used to be Windy Hill what what is oh oh, oh don't even get me started I thought we were also going to Windermere we are going there too, but you know, the big one. Oh, okay. Well, it depends upon who you talk to, how big it's going to be. But uh, yes, uh, Team Luke Hope for Minds is a foundation based, uh, created by a former professional tennis player, Tim Siegel, who lost his son or his son, his beautiful nine-year-old athletic son had a golf cart accident that the golf cart flipped and landed on Luke. And uh, he was paralyzed from the waist down because of where the golf cart landed. But on the, to uh, add to that tragedy, on the way to the hospital, the EMT put the oxygen on wrong. So he was 30 minutes without oxygen to the brain. So as a result uh, of many physical therapy appointments, Tim Siegel recognized that families that didn't have his educational athletic background, his wife is a nurse, they, they knew what to do with their son from a physical therapy perspective, but other families didn't. So he created the foundation for, and he called it for, to, for a legacy for his son. Team Luke Hope for Minds, and it's serving families in 46 states now. It's the only foundation that services families with brain-injured children. So back to Windy Hill, on Sunday, the uh, day of the tennis exhibition, that last year was our first, uh, first pro-am at Windy Hill because Marcelo, the tennis director there, used to be the assistant coach to Tim Siegel. And so it was a very successful fundraising event. And um, we're going to schedule it again this year. In fact, it was so successful that some of the members signed up on Monday, you know, the next day to make sure that they had a spot in 2023 for the same program. And I know that Phil Farmer, the coach of John Isner, who's a good friend, has already committed. And we've got, a, and Chris Eubanks, believe it or not, has also told his father that whatever I need from any foundation perspective scheduling, that he would be there for us. So that's, that's another good name that will be at the, um, at the Pro-Am. 
Yeah, I was lucky enough to get involved last year, Sean. We had a blast. The Golden Retrievers were there being the ball kids. Tim was the coach at Texas Tech. He played at Arkansas. So a lot of his former players that he played with from Arkansas fly in for the weekend. One of his players was in the main draw of, of Atlanta last year, but another one of his players came in and helped out with the XO. Luke Jensen was there, and these guys ran around. We, I, I was lucky because they ran around so long, I just had to feed balls. So I was out there for three hours, but I was just feeding. They were running around like crazy people. I left by, hysterically because the adults came first, and pretty much we had six courts working. Most of the six courts where the adults were, were I think we were down to three after the, what was considered the warm-up, that they were like, <laughs> okay, we're good. We're good. And so, you know, it was fun. Tim is, we're going to have Tim on the podcast as well here shortly. And amazing for somebody who speaks so positively, having endured such a tragedy, you know, being a parent, it's unfathomable what a presentation he makes. And when he speaks just the, I mean, we're outside on a tennis court and it was just absolutely silent. And, And we like to, because he was at Texas Tech, he has a, a relationship with a certain quarterback that has now won a couple of Super Bowls. And we, we have some good close-up pictures of Patrick Mahomes during the Super Bowl wearing the Team Luke bracelets during the Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, he's got Patrick Mahomes is involved. Drew Brees is very involved. And we're trying to get Drew here because Drew's also a very good tennis player. Oh, anyway. yes, he is. He likes to remind Andy Roddick, I think the last time they played, uh, he beat him, I think. Is that true? Or is that he yes. just talked about that? No, no. It, of course, they were both 12 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but Drew never says that. Drew just says, remind Andy who, who, got the la- who had the last win. <laughs> hey, it's not win. I beat Sven Saluma, who, you know, made the semifinals of the U.S. Open, you know, when we were 12. I don't tell anybody. He was still a foot taller than me. So it, it didn't matter even then. So that's like me saying just, I got to win over Robbie Ginepri, right? Yeah, it's just it's timing. Timing is everything. <laughs> he was twelve. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, it does. It is. It was still Robbie Ginepri. <laughs> so that'll be what we got coming up in July, and that that'll be a good time for a great cause. And hopefully, we're going to get more established here in Atlanta because you know, obviously, with Shepherd Spinal Center having such a great presence. It's a, it's a great fit to, 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 you know, to build on it. And actually one of my client's sons had an issue in a car accident and we weren't sure how it was going to go. And I, you know, gave Tim or gave them their Tim's phone number. And thankfully it broke in the right way and the assistance was not needed, but you know, Tim was ready to go on a moment's notice and uh, they, they really do fantastic work getting people you know, to, to deal with and give them a direction, which I think so often when you when you get thrown into a situation like that, and you don't know where to next turn. It certainly helps what what they're doing. So it, it's a wonderful cause. And we will keep you posted there. All right. Sean, ask the question. Patricia, we uh, we have a last question. And what I want to do is I actually want to make more time for that question. So I'd, I'd like to ask a favor. Can we bring you back for a long version of this question? Because well, as I long as you don't ask me for my credit card number. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we always ask if you were queen of king or queen of tennis, if there's anything you change or anything you do. And from what I can tell, you might as well be queen of tennis because you are just doing all of the things that anyone would want to do. Anyone that could do, 
anyone that says, hey, you know what? I want to change something or add something. You seem to do that anyway. And I, yeah. and we, we love hearing with everything about Sean, with or without permission. Hey, you know what? That's why it's queen. You don't need permission, right? Queen of tennis, <laughs> you might as well be. But what I'd like to do is schedule a time where we can just have a flat out, you know, if you wanted to do even more, let's talk about that. But at this okay. point, I want to I want to say thanks and we will schedule some time and definitely talk to you again. And because I know you and Bobby can basically just talk forever. Well, there you have it. We want to thank rejuvenate.com for use of the studio. And be sure to hit that follow button. For more tennis-related content, you can go to atlantatennispodcast.com. And while you're there, check out our calendar of tennis events, deals on equipment, apparel, and more. And you should feel good knowing that shopping at letsgotennis.com helps support this show. You can also donate directly using links in the show notes. And with that, we're out. See you next time.